Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained 50-pound weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community, we are learning to live our most courageous lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness, and empower you to feel your absolute best. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. On today's episode, we sit down with Mackenzie Marsleff. Mackenzie is a serial entrepreneur operating from her heart. She's the founder of the very successful Delighted by Dessert Dips and Hummus, selling over $15 million worth of product in five years. All products are non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and kosher. In this conversation, Mackenzie shares her personal transformation and experience as a young, conscious, and thought-filled entrepreneur. Mackenzie's journey truly began after experiencing a deeply personal spiritual shift in her life, where she was able to discover her true purpose to spread happiness throughout the world. Mackenzie's journey is inspiring and touches on the spiritual component of living your truth and leading from the heart. Enjoy the episode. We have an exciting new discount for our listeners with Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic offers superfood coffee and elixirs to upgrade your daily routine. The powerful antioxidants, antiviral effects, and immune-boosting properties of mushrooms transform your cup of joe from an energy-boosting treat to a health-enhancing choice. Along with mushroom coffee, Four Sigmatic also offers mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and other shroom-filled products. Erica uses the lion's mane in her morning superfood coffee, and even though I hate mushrooms, I absolutely love the products, especially the matcha latte powder, which contains myataki mushrooms and adaptogens. For 10% off Four Sigmatic products, visit foursigmatic.com and use the code COURAGEOUS at checkout, and there's also a direct link in our show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited to dive into the work you do. Um, Yeah, we have a lot to unpack. We can't wait. So to get started, can you share your personal journey to health and wellness? Mm, Thank you so much for having me today. Um, Very much appreciate it. And my personal journey to health and wellness is pretty long story, but I'll give you little tidbits. Um, you know, in college, I really started waking up to um, where I had shamed my body uh, and judged my body um, and kind of fed into the diet culture that that this society has placed on women, especially. Um, and I, I would say that my, I, I didn't have severe eating disorders by any means, but I would say my unhealthy relationship with food became highlighted in college, or I started noticing it, becoming aware of it. Um, and that was, yeah, I guess 13 years ago or so. Um, 
So a lot's happened since then, but I would say, you know, in general, I just went on this journey of more holistic approach and being gentler with myself rather than counting calories and being obsessed with what I'm putting in my body and obsessed with what I look like and getting to the gym. I would say every single year since that awakening health-wise, I've kind of just more so valued internally and also how am I feeling? Um, and am I healthy? Am I, am I eating just clean ingredients? And so I've kind of gone into all different kinds of healing modalities, actually end up becoming a holistic health coach and coaching um, hundreds, if not thousands of women to develop a healthy relationship with their, with their food um, and their bodies and really looking at that personally, that it's so much more than just what we eat. Um, it's also, are you happy in your career? Are you happy in your purpose? Um, do you have a connection to your spirituality? Whatever that means for you. How are your relationships going? Are your relationships, especially the one with your spouse, with your children, with your family, with your coworkers, with your friends, how are those going really behind the scenes? Are they intimate? Are they deep? Are they authentic? Um, how is your relationship to physical movement? Are you moving your body? Are you connecting outside? Are you going into nature? There are so many different elements of health and wellness that I started waking up to helping different um, and helping people move through that. And then, you know, that, that was a few years of my life kind of focusing on that side of health and wellness. And then since my really spiritual awakening, I've more so focused on um, in, inner wellness, inner well-being, um, and really like a deeper connected sense of self-purpose, earth, um, which we are, I'm sure we'll get into. That's a good overview. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the time in your life where you feel like you really had this spiritual awakening? And did anything sort of perpetuate that for you? Was there some sort of catalyst that made you start to look inward? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And I'm sure many people can relate to this, but it was my rock bottom that really woke me up. Um, so let's see. I, I had a relationship that was extremely tumultuous and every time there would be a fight or, you know, just crazy things that would happen. Um, I would feel this deep sense of like hollowness and emptiness. And I, I, I would say just there had been trauma from my childhood and from my past that I hadn't addressed um, both wounding from both the mother line and the father line that I, I had not addressed. I had just bypassed to really survive just to stay not alive, but to stay existing in this world and be successful and, you know, do achieve my goals, achieve my dreams. Um, but at the end of the day, that didn't have me feeling really fulfilled on the inside. And it had, I, I was completely lacking in communication skills, relationship skills, the ability to be intimate. And I don't just mean physically, I just mean heart to heart to be able to cry in front of someone like that's how much my trauma had been suppressed um, or had suppressed me so yeah that relationship really highlighted a lot for me and I started after the relationship ended I went through like my dark night of the soul I honestly didn't even want to be here anymore I hit rock bottom I was just super depressed um and for those several months I 
angels are brought into my life, you know, people kind of dropping hints, books, things to kind of guide me. And I took those seriously and I started journaling and I started questioning and I, um, long story short, I really, I was, I ended up being invited to a plant medicine ceremony. Do you guys know what plant medicine is? Um, are you talking about ayahuasca specifically or? That, That is, that is the plant medicine I'm talking about. And obviously there are many, Um, but that is the master plant that I was guided to sit with and she found me. Um, and this is what really woke me up to my purpose and to a deeper connection to my spirituality that was not dogmatic or rooted in fear, separation, judgment, the typical, what typical religion, you know, teaches us. So this yeah, it really, um, it started my spiritual journey and helped me kind of find myself and heal. So, yeah, that's, it's so interesting. And I think a lot of people, especially, you know, um, now more than ever have become interested in plant medicine, ayahuasca. Um, how did you feel going into that? Cause I think it can be really loaded, right. For a lot of people, right? Because it's scary. It's not something that maybe you can easily find or access or, um, yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about that experience? Sure. Good question. I had a really unique, um, experience going into it because I had never heard of it before. (laughs) I didn't do any research. I had never listened to a podcast where someone mentioned ayahuasca. I, I just, I was not exposed to that world at all. And, Um, It was in 2015, so maybe it was before people were really talking about it a lot or before it was in the media even. So actually, I was was invited to go to a ceremony, and it was that night. And that's how, like, unprepared I was, which is so out of my character. Like, I literally had pretty much never done a drug in my life. Like I was straight laced, like Christian girl for a long time. So I, I mean, it's just crazy. Like I was invited to go and something in my being like said, yes. And Mm -hmm. thankfully I was extremely clean and had been preparing in many ways for the months leading up to that because I had been so inward. I had been reading many spiritual books. I had been very much contemplating setting intentions in general. So I'd already been, it's like she had been preparing me without me knowing. And I'd been cleansing my body for years at that point. So it wasn't like I was going into it having eating like a steak euro, you know, it was just, I was so clean already. Um, So when I was driving there, I actually, um, my, my friend who had invited me just said like, all you need to do is set your intention. And so I I wouldn't have been able to even say ayahuasca, the word on the way there. I wouldn't have known what I was actually doing. I didn't actually um, know even how to spell it. So this is not something I recommend to any of the listeners. Like do not go into it without necessarily knowing how to say the word or having, I don't, but, but I actually think that was my, um, that was a good thing for me to not have done any research. Cause I think if I would have done research, I would have gone into a lot of fear and doubt and I would have gone to my head. And what I love about my story is that I, I just chose with my heart. And, and I also was invited by someone that knew the shaman and that was in a very trusting relationship with that shaman. And it was an intimate space. It was, you know, eight people and it was very, very, very safe. Um, and so I just, when I walked in, I, for cert, I certainly felt out of place, you know, to be surrounded by 
spiritual, like, you know, statues of Buddhas and crystals and all these things. Initially, I felt really out of place because I hadn't been exposed to the spiritual world, but I, something in me felt really safe. And, um, yeah, so that's how I felt. I didn't even feel nervous. I was like, okay, like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. So it was really unique in that sense. So after that experience, what do you feel like you really took away from it? Like, how did that experience change the way you kind of existed on the other side of it? Um, first of all, I just want to say, I love that you're asking me these questions and I'm so <laughs> grateful that you're open to going into this conversation. It's interesting. Um, I, I feel that a lot of people think that sitting with the medicine one time is going to change their life overnight. And the reality is that it did. It did very much so for me. At the same time, it was the beginning of a journey. And it was the beginning of a relationship, a relationship with her, with the, I'm saying her. And if you haven't sat with ayahuasca, that can be a little weird to, sound, to, to hear. But even the relationship with the cosmic mother, this isn't like a concept our society has been exposed to at all. So um, to even feel like a mother presence to me was very impactful, um, as you can see and feel. And for me, the biggest thing that first ceremony did um, was connected me to, number one, that there's, there's definitely something bigger than me out there. Because I was obviously in a lot of doubt. I had completely kind of gone against the church and been like, you guys are so mean <laughs> and judgmental towards the world that I want nothing to do with that. And so then I was like connecting into now something that was bigger than me, but that was from love. Mm -hmm. So that was really shifting for me and my heart. And then second of all, it did connect me to my purpose, which is crazy because everyone wants to know what's my purpose. But it, she told me your purpose is to spread your glitter. Your purpose is to just be your light. It doesn't matter what you do. It's more so how you do it. And, she, and the visuals of like a, an angel just like spreading her glitter around the world. I was like, that's my purpose. I wake up every day now. I'm like, how can I spread my glitter? And like, all my different creative expressions have now housed for my glitter. But last thing I'll say on this is it is a relationship. It's for me, my relationship with, with ayahuasca is like very deep and profound. And it wasn't like a, I drink the medicine for what can I get from it? And then it's done for me. It's more so um, it's been a journey and I, I've integrated my ceremonies because I've sat with the medicine many, many, many times and I have integrated, though, my ceremonies. It's not about how many cups of ayahuasca I've drank. It's more so about have I made my life the ceremony? And have I integrated those experiences so deeply into my embodied being and into my relationships and done the hard work that starts the day after the ceremony? That's really it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. We haven't um, done an episode yet on ayahuasca or plant medicine. So thank you for being open to sharing your experience and also talking a little bit more about it for any of our listeners who might be unfamiliar as we dive into your journey and into the work that you do. Because again, I feel like probably in the last year, I feel like it, it has come up more, you know, um, be it through podcasters or, you know, Goop Lab on Netflix, you know, did an episode on yes. plant medicine. So I feel like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's 
out there in different ways, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely loaded because I know so many people have different opinions and feelings and it's not legal in the United States. So, um, it can be hard to find or different cultures can have different experiences and opinions about it. So we really do appreciate sharing your own story with it. Um, so you. you have this spiritual awakening and you, it helps you discover your purpose, right? You said to spread glitter everywhere, which I personally love because I love glitter. I feel like it's my personality. <laughs> um, but so you, you've awakened to this purpose. So then how then do you take action to implement this purpose? Because now you are a conscious entrepreneur, but how did you get there? Like what? Cause I feel like a lot of people be it through plant medicine, be it through a different type of spirituality, be it through journaling, therapy, whatever, they can have this, even listening to podcasts, right? Where they're getting information and they're like, this is my purpose. But now what, right? What are those action steps that you were able to take to become the conscious entrepreneur that you are today? Hmm. I love that question. So you're right that a lot of, you know, you can receive information and then what does that do? Um, And for me, a couple things that I've really put into place from day one that have really served me and actually bringing my vision into action and into life. And that is just asking the right questions. So like making enough time in my day, every day to sit in stillness and ask questions from into my heart, like to actually rather than looking everywhere else for the answers to actually come back to me and say, what am I being guided to right now? Um, I love, I love when I've heard people wake up and say, what would you have me do? What would you have me say? Where would you have me go? That, that if you can ask that question every single day, you'd be amazed about like the inner wisdom that will be revealed. And some call that higher wisdom. Some call it the universe, God, source, different gods and deities and goddesses. But but at the end of the day, it's your inner wisdom. Um, and it's the, it's, it's, for me, I love to refer to the heart. So I like to put my hand on my heart and ask, you know, what, um, what, what am I meant to be doing in this moment to serve my higher mission and to serve my higher purpose? And then I allow the steps to be revealed because you're right. You can then receive that guidance and not doing anything about it. Sometimes the guidance can be scary. Sometimes it can be like, Ooh, that's like a lot. I don't, is that going to be accepted? What are people going to think of me? Am I going to have enough money to do that? Can, should I really leave my job and start this business? Like like there's different things that can, that can come up, but if you can actually have the courage to listen to your guidance and act on it, that's it. And that's why when it, when I work with entrepreneurs and I have a book that's launching later this year, my biggest thing is you don't really need me. You just like, all I need to do is redirect you to your guidance system because it's inside of you that has all the wisdom and, and the action plans. Um, the second thing I would say in terms of, of that is like my connection with nature. So making time every day to go outside and to actually quiet, still myself, calm my nervous system and to listen because our exposure to technology and the fast paced lifestyle, it's kind of disconnected us Mm. from, from that guidance. 
it's, it's disconnected us from, um, yeah, that ability to hear what we're actually meant to be doing. And when I go outside into nature, that's when I really get a lot of downloads and messages about the next step. So I didn't have like a book that I was following of like, here's how I can be successful. Follow this plan. Like I didn't like buy Gary V's course to become a successful entrepreneur. Like I didn't do any of that. I was scraped all of that stuff, which I mean, I respect for sure. That's all cool. And it serves a purpose. But for me, I was like, I want to wipe my slate clean. I want to do it completely differently. And I, I don't, I just want to listen to like no one but my heart. And Mm -hmm. that's what I, that's kind of how I've done it. That's interesting. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And the idea of like heart-centric entrepreneurship, it's like, I understand that because we were talking, maybe Erica, were we talking about this? Like Erica and I met through um, the type of Buddhism we practice and we, so we chant and there's like, there's so much literature that talks about the heart being the most important thing, the most important aspect because our minds, like we can sort of talk ourselves and strategize. Like we can talk ourselves into or out of anything. We can strategize our way into and out of anything, right? Like our minds are sort of meant to do that. So it's not always the most reliable um, sort of component of ourselves to rely on, right? Um, So when you kind of can tap into what your heart is really saying or wanting or desiring, it's like more of an intuitive sort of, it comes from a more of an intuitive um, place. And uh, anyway, so that's like a component of what we were talking about maybe in the context of Buddhism the other day, but it sort of reminds me of the same thing, which is like to try to not overly strategize um, from a, from an intellectual point of view, but to really like tap into what maybe your gut or your intuition or whatever sort of that more grounded heart centric place is, and then utilize that for your for every aspect of your life, but also that it can be a tool in business, which is really interesting. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You. I love how you just said that. That was so eloquently said and perfect because what you're highlighting is the feminine, the masculine coming back into balance within ourselves. And so I'm, I'm really big in not like shaming that the masculine, there's a lot of like people that, that do that and we have to go through that process, but the masculine side of ourselves, our divine minds, the strategy, the linear, the coming up with a plan that is actually needed and perfect. However, it's supposed to serve the heart and it's supposed to serve the feminine. And so that's why I feel that the feminine isn't only like, it's not only like, maybe it could be good in business. It's like, it's 100% the thing that we need in every business because we actually need the masculine to be looking at the feminine and saying, what are you feeling here? What are you tapping into? So that the masculine, he or the masculine, you, your mind can serve your, the intuition, um, can serve the feminine, feminine's vision because the feminine is always connecting into the whole. Mm. The feminine is always connecting into the entire world and the entire system within her business. Um, so a man can run a business from this place, but he needs to just be making time to connect in with his heart and let that heart space lead him. Um, so I love what you said because it's just, it's highlighting all of that. So thank you. And thank you for, you know, elaborating on that further. I'm curious now, moving forward in your journey a little bit, can you tell us a little bit how um, Delighted By came from this 
you know, and, and actually how something like really manifested in a tangible business for you. And then also specifically, I know you have multiple, um, businesses or brands that I, I'd be happy to have you sort of go into, but how you were able to grow, especially delighted by in such a, um, short period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. So with Delighted By, it was really interesting because the day after my first ceremony, uh, I was like making my dessert hummus, which was something I'd been making for fun for like a year and a half. And there was like truly an intuition, an intuitive message that came in while I was stirring it. And it was like, this is one way you're going to spread your glitter. I was like, what? <laughs> dessert hummus? Really? <laughs> Um, and it kind of felt weird, but it was so like, it was a knowing and I literally woke up the next day and started it. So I was just like, all right, I'm starting this. And I was like in farmer's markets in like a week and a half. Um, I I love that so much because I think, and again, like it all came from the spiritual journey you had gone on this life journey that you had gone on. Like your life was preparing you for this moment. But then you did act on it, right? Like you got that hit. You're like, dessert hummus. This is how you're going to spread your glitter (laughs) away. One part. And instead of being like, what? No way. Like, uh, I'm not that good. This isn't, you know, it's like you just were like, okay, we're doing this. This is in my heart. Back to the heart, right? And I think Allie and I talk so much. I mean, in in some way, that's how we also started the podcast as well. It was just like, we got that hit. And then we did it knowing absolutely nothing. And here we are like, you know, a hundred plus episodes, a coaching business, a community later, but it's made us realize that that's unfortunately not the norm, right? Like people get these hits all the time that are coming from, like you said, source, universe, God, whatever, self, whatever you define it as something, it's coming from somewhere and we're like, but I'm not ready. I don't have enough knowledge. I'm not a chef or a hummus expert, or, you know, whatever. Totally. And then we don't do it. And then the moment passes. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer and optimist that the moment's never going to be gone fully. And you, you know, today is True. the first day of the rest of your life. And it's from this moment forward is like one of my life mottos and a motto in our Buddhist practice. But, um, yeah, I just love that you were like, yep, I, I got that hit. And a week and a half later, I was in farmer's market. And now you're like a massive brand, like a massive dessert hummus brand. You know, I was going to say, I bought you guys in Target not too long ago. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just love that. Cause what if you hadn't trusted yourself and you're like, I'm not spreading my glitter with dessert hummus. No, like what, you know, so I just thank you for sharing that because I think that's just an important reminder for even myself. And I think all of our listeners to constantly be like, why not whatever it is that is setting our heart on fire, right? So um, it's incredible. And, you know, something else I love about what you do as well is like conscious entrepreneurship. Like you, um, you know, you really have this conscious entrepreneurship in mind. You're also based in Maui, but have a small team that is everywhere else. 
how do you do that? Like, how did you make the conscious effort to be a conscious entrepreneur as, right? Like being in Target is no small feat. You know, being a nationwide brand is no small feat. How, how did you, how were you able to stay conscious and then also manage a team virtually that is growing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Another box you did not put yourself in, which I also love, you know? Oh, yeah. Thank you. I I think I'm still figuring it out in many ways, Uh, you know, like kind of going day by day, like, okay, I know I meant to go to Maui. I meant to be in Maui. Um, It's more so like, I think just a willingness to like, again, hear those nudges and act on them and be prepared to like stand in it, uh, stand in that truth. Because I had investors um, that were like, is that going to be good for business for you to like be in Maui? Well, I was so burnt out at the time and sick almost um, that I was like, yeah, it's going to be really good for my business because I need to get healthy and be well and calm my nervous system. I'm a highly creative person, so my nervous system gets very stimulated. Um, and I don't know if you've heard of human design before, but I'm a manifester type. So literally we're meant to like work in little bursts and then like pop out. I was not doing that for so long in my business. I was more so like 16 hours a day grinding. I think the first one, like I sold a million dollars worth of hummus without a single employee. It was like all on my own. (laughs) And it was like, I I think I've really crashed after that. So my point is that I stood in it and I, I told them, yeah, like I feel this is really what I'm feeling. And they trusted me. I choosing my shareholders was an extremely important part of the journey to make mm-hmm. sure they were going to trust me, even when they were like, that's a bold move um, with many of my moves. Uh, so I think I just, I told them now it's going to be really good. And I trusted myself. I think that's the biggest thing as an entrepreneur. Like you need to trust yourself and remember, like you can make mistakes. You can mess up. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? I think the biggest thing that people fear is like money. I think that's the biggest thing people fear. They don't step into what they're listening to or what they hear they should do because they're scared of money. Um, For me, for some reason, I didn't have the fear. I was I literally started to open a credit card so that I could get into farmer's markets. I was like, I don't care. I'm doing this. I think I'm, I'm an optimist like you, Erica. And I very much an idealist in a way. And I'm like, this is going to happen. Like this is going to work. And I was very delusional in that sense, which I think that is healthy for, Mm -hmm. for a visionary, for an entrepreneur. And you're still going to mess up. We, I've made so many mistakes and, um, with my team, it's just one example of how this is of when I would hear a message that's very unconventional and some business mogul would be like, that's not going to work. And I'm like, okay, watch me. Like, I think it would just more like, okay, like I, I can make this happen. Anything is possible. I have so much support and like literally I have mother earth backing me. I have all of my angels around me. I have amazing friends and family that believe in this and I believe in it. So like, let's not, let's just try it out. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's really hard to answer the question with a very like black and white answer, but it's more just, I think, trusting myself. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor and one of our favorite wellness brands. Ned. Ned produces the highest quality full spectrum CBD from organic hemp plants sourced entirely from an independent farm in Colorado. 
After interviewing co-founder Adrian Zimmerman on the podcast and trying their products, Allie and I were both instant fans of the products and of the company. As someone who struggles with anxiety, my favorite product is definitely the full spectrum hemp oil line. I notice a huge difference in my anxiety, sleep, and general mood when I take it consistently, so I have made it part of my daily self-care routine. Every day I use the 750 milligram tincture and do two droplets under my tongue in the morning and evening. I also love applying the hemp infused body butter to my neck and shoulders before bed as I am winding down and always use my tincture as an alternative to any pain medication if I get hit with a headache. What's great about Ned is that they also offer a North Star membership where with zero commitment, I can have my favorite products delivered monthly at an extra discount with free shipping and no annual fee. I have also become a dedicated user of Ned products and have been able to replace my monthly use of ibuprofen to manage period discomfort with Ned's natural cycles collection of salves, tinctures, and roll-ons. This collection is slow crafted with love from an extraordinary group of women and provides a more holistic anti-inflammatory and natural pain relief option. Also, I recently started incorporating Ned's limited release immunity blend tincture into my routine as well. This blend combines botanicals, herbs, and fungi to offer functional immune support. 100% of profits are donated to EcoHealth Alliance to support their fight against pandemics and promotion of conservation. If you want to check out Ned and try their CBD for yourself, we have a special offer for the Courageous Wellness audience. Go to www.helloned.com slash CW podcast. That's H E L L O N E D dot com slash CW podcast to get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Thank you, Ned. We know you're going to love it. You can also find the direct link in our show notes and check out all of their wellness products. Now back to the episode. Many initiations and many challenges and many doubts and self-worth stuff, all the things. Yeah. I love, I love though that you're willing to take the risk. I mean, I think that's, that's a really, that's a harder thing than, than I feel like one would think it is. And, and Eric and I, we still deal with this and we are continuing to deal with this on a daily basis, but it's like, you know, that I think the doubts are normal when, whenever you're trying to grow something, expand, expand your life, expand a business, whatever that may be. But like without the risk, there really can't be any expansion. And, um, I also think what I love about your sort of mentality, whatever, whatever you want to call it, is that you know that there are creative solutions to anything. It sounds like and you're willing to sort of try creative solutions, right? Like the idea of like, oh, is moving to Maui going to be good for your business? And you're like, it's going to like, we'll figure it out. Like, yes, because I will be better off and like trusting that and knowing that you can still, it's not like I can't move to Maui and run a company. I can, I can do both. There's got to be a way to figure that out because both are important. Um, I sort of love that mentality because I think, I think so oftentimes we limit each other. Like this or this, where oftentimes it can, we can replace the word or with and, Mm -hmm. and it really changes the way you look at something. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love too, when you said like, I do agree that you need to be a little delusional to 
um, be successful in anything, whether you're an entrepreneur or uh, employee or like, like whatever you're doing that you love to do, you have to be a little delusional because that's how it's like, if you don't fully 1000% believe you're going to be the one to rise the corporate ladder or start the next big podcast or be the most famous actress in the world, who else is going to believe in you, right? It's like if you can't really believe it for yourself, and I think that's really loaded and really hard and really complicated because especially as women, we live in a culture, right? That's constantly telling us what we cannot do. Um, or we have different life experiences. Like you said, like your spiritual journey came from a bad relationship, right? Where I'm sure like we've all had those romantic relationships or friendships or family traumas, you know, where it's, it's so much, I think that's, what's hard is, um, it's much easier not to believe in yourself. So it's almost like a muscle you have to practice to be like, no, I'm going to do this, you know? And then of course, that's why you need your toolkit, right? Like you need spirituality, you need self-care, you need whatever it is, right? We all have different toolkits, but I do believe spirituality and practice is a big component in that toolkit to deepen your belief in yourself because yeah, I think it's really crucial and yeah, it's a muscle we have to work on. And I think, you know, all of us, I think in this conversation have experienced trauma and we've had to work through it. Right. So yeah, I just love that. I just think that's like such a good lesson, like be a little delusional, you know, like lean into that part of yourself because it's there. And the more you nurture it, you know, it gets louder and louder and louder until that becomes your reality. I feel like I was even more delusional when I was younger, but I was manifesting everything when I was younger. And I literally believed, I was like, I literally am going to do everything I want to do. And I did like, (laughs) we've talked about this before, but then right life happens and you just have to like get back to that. But, um, what is your astrological sign too? Since you brought up human design, I'm just so curious. What is your, um, what is your astrological sign? Um, I am a Gemini. You're Gemini. And um, Allie, wait, were you going to say something really quick before I continued? No, you can go. I'm going to, I'll circle back to my question after this. <laughs> okay, cool. I just was like, wait, I don't want to cut it. Um, yeah. So I'm a Gemini and everything you're saying is so, so good because, and I love what you said about the toolkit. I'm like, like everything you guys are saying, I'm just like vibing with so much. I'm like, maybe I should be the third host in your Yeah. Class. Like, let's all <laughs> sync up and collaborate. Um, this is really fun. <laughs> but no, I just love what you guys are doing. And I just, the toolkit is huge because I, I remembered, as you said that, that yeah, I, I didn't do this alone. Like I wasn't like, okay, I think I can do this. And I went by myself. It was like, no, I literally, I, I was working with with the medicine, which for me was my way of connecting with my spirituality at the time. And so it was like, she was building me up. She was nurturing my heart. She was healing, helping me heal my wounds and, and encouraging me to step forward. Just like for you guys in your spiritual practice, that's where you get the faith. And like you said, the more you do it, the more you're like, Oh, this is actually working out. This is, I can trust this. Right. Um, But yeah, so I'm a Gemini and that's me. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um, so my question is, so you've created Delighted By. I'm curious too now, you've also uh, created additional companies. One is a, a nonprofit, correct? 
And can you tell us a little bit about those as well? Yep, absolutely. So um, cacao, it's with a K, K-A-K-A-O. So it's ceremonial grade drinking chocolate. It's a not-for-profit. Um, our mission is to get this ceremonial grade cacao, which we call a heart medicine, into um, the hearts of many across the globe. And um, in doing so, our like kind of second mission is to save the endangered strains of cacao, the, the native strains. Uh, because they are endangered due to the commercialization of chocolate um, and the, the the slavery, essentially, that's associated with harvesting cacao, um, especially in Africa and many of these other third world countries. Um, and so that's a beautiful passion project of mine. In fact, we're doing a cacao facilitator training program all weekend. It's virtual now, so we're going to do it all month. But um, we're actually training f- people to hold cacao ceremonies in their community, both in person and virtually, because these spaces, when you drink cacao, it's just such a, it's one of those tools. Obviously my tool, I'm very interested in plants as tools. They're my gurus. Um, and cacao is one of those. And then I also with my partner, Michael, we both have our, that not for profit. And we also have an, an app called Kapu. K-A-P-U, and it's on um, Google and iTunes, Google Play and iTunes. And this app is really, it's like a social media, but very intimate space that just allows people to share all their things authentically without getting projected onto and without having to deal with the hierarchy of likes and comments and followers and, and all of that. It's more of a sacred space for people to go into all of their authentic shares and to connect with people virtually, but from a very heart-centered place. Um, so that's those are my three things right now in this moment. Thank you for sharing that. I have a question for you because I feel like you're so in tune, right, with nature and self and um, even running, right? Like you run successful businesses virtually, um, which we touched on earlier. But I think this year of 2020 has been really interesting for a lot of people because like even myself included, I'm a West LA native born and raised. And right now I'm just craving like open space, right? Like I want to get more in touch with Mm -hmm. nature. I want I'm like, do I, like, I just want space. (laughs) Like I want space. Um, probably because, you know, not relevant, but you know, just living in the city and everything that has happened this year with COVID-19 and so many people have lost their jobs and maybe that's awakening them to their own journey of what do I want to do? What does set my heart on fire? Um, I guess it's like, how would you suggest anybody really begin, right? If they want to make these big changes, be it, I want to move to Maui because I want to be in more nature or Montana or wherever, right? Um, I want to make this big life change, but I'm, I'm scared or um, I got laid off from my job or I'm unhappy at my job and this time has really highlighted it. How do you encourage people, right, to make that first step? And kind of like, I know that's a hard question, but for anybody listening who's like, I also want to be a little delusional and I'm hearing these hits, how do I do it? Like what, what would you say is the first step to um, listening to your heart? Mm. Wow. 
so I would say like kind of what I said before about getting quiet and going into nature even if you don't have a lot of nature around you, I think just like actually taking your shoes off, putting your feet on the ground at a park, and then even putting your hands on a tree. You might look like that tree hugger, <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> um, so put your hands on the tree or even hug the tree or back, like back up against the tree and just like stand there and do that for 10 minutes a day. And um, I, the reason why I'm saying that and specifically in this answer with your question is because sometimes we do need a little bit of like nurturing and kind of encouragement um, when we're going to make these big leaps. And maybe you have someone in your life that can do that. Maybe you have a really good relationship with your mom or, or whatnot, but sometimes with our parents and our like other generations, they are still kind of very scared of taking risks and they can put those negative things into us and say, Oh, but be careful. But what about this? They really go to the mind. So like, sometimes I just like to go to nature so that I can kind of cut out all the human stuff. And I just let her, like I, I talk to mother nature. Like I literally talk to her and I ask, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Like, what do you have to say about this? And I let her kind of encourage me. And that gives me like the, the confidence. Okay. But then on the other side of that, there's this warrior side that I connect in with for myself. And that could even be like, you could consider that father energy um, to, to kind of like stand in this, like, like see your mission and what is your mission? What legacy do you want to leave on this planet? And like focus on it and be like, there is nothing that's going to stop me from serving that mission. I do not want to be on my deathbed having not served that mission and devoted my entire being to it with every everything that I have. So it's kind of that warrior self that I connect in with. Um, and with that warrior self, I'll say that one of the codes I received along the way was do what scares the shit out of you. Do what scares the shit out of you. Like when you do what scares the shit out of you, you're going to um, it's going to work out, but here's the, like, the visual I would give to anyone listening to this. So you're on a cliff and there's like another one um, a little bit further away and you need to like literally jump to the other side. A lot of people put pressure on themselves like, I'm so scared, I can't make this jump. But that what they don't realize is that there are actually angels that are going to like go under their wings as they jump to the other side. Like they are going to be held and caught um, while they make that leap, but they forget to ask for that assistance and they forget to ask for that support. They forget to ask for courage. There is literally anything that you need to make that jump, ask for it, like request it, request and you will receive. Um, yeah. So these are some tools that I've connected in with. In our Buddhism, they call um, like, like angels, uh, Shoten's engines is like the kind of terminology. But what it basically means is it's like people, right? Like you're saying, like they, mm -hmm. they come through like these protective forces and the universe come through in the form of being in the right rhythm to encounter the right people to support and protect and facilitate your journey, you know? So um, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's really beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. So, um, you know, we ask all of our guests uh, different, like a couple questions at the end as we wrap up, but I'm curious with, with you, I have like a sort of an expanded um, question. The normal question is, what does your self-care look like within a day? But I want to add on to that a little bit because you are a busy entrepreneur. You're running three different things, but you're also say to us, like you experienced burnout, you've you were working sort of not at your 
optimal or not in your optimal way for a long time. Um, but yet you still have multiple projects, multiple entities. One's like, uh, you know, I, are you guys a national or international now, uh, delighted by? Delighted by is a national brand. We're in like 5,000 stores. Yeah. And Cacao is international. So we okay. have four fulfillment centers in different countries. So you have an international brand. You have a very, very sort of well-known, um, now sort of mainstream national brand as well. You're like, on paper, you're a very busy lady. <laughs> um, so yes, what does your self-care look like on a daily basis? What are your non-negotiables for yourself in order to like help facilitate that? But also especially like, what do you do because you have a lot going on? How does, does that ebb and flow? And if you find yourself out of alignment, like what do you do to try to get back there? What is your practice to get back there um, for yourself? Hmm. Great question. This is like the classic situation of a woman because we want to be all the things and society is going to put on us that we should. We should be successful, make money, and be able to nurture our children and take care of them and be able to like have sex with our husbands and be sexy all at the same time. Um, like, and take care of ourselves and work out and like, look okay. And it's just like all the things that we've put ourselves, like we need to be all of these things at any given time. And what I've done to answer your question is I've taken that pressure off myself for one. Um, number two, I've realized that I can never do all of this by myself. Like I have really big visions. Um, and I feel that what's there is, um, I've started you know, it's come to physical manifestation, but what I really want to do in this lifetime, I'm like nowhere even near there. So sometimes I've seen that and it's been really daunting of like, how am I going to do all of that? And the answer is I'm not, I'm going to get really good at asking for help. And so that's really my number one top thing for self-care that I do is I ask for help. I have learned, which is a very hard thing for entrepreneurs to learn, but to delegate. And I've learned how to ask for help. I've learned how to delegate. I've learned how to communicate effectively. And I've learned how to give feedback. Um, I've released all my fears of hurting someone's feelings because at the end of the day, like I fucking love people so much. And people know like that are in my sphere know that like they know I love the shit out of them. And there's like that personal element. And then there's a professional element. I'm like, okay, here's what I need. Like I, I own my visionary self. I own my creator self. I own that I'm like directing this show and I'm like, okay, this is what I need. Go here. This is what I need to go here. And I'm very open with like, what do you guys need? How can I nurture you? How can I support you? How can I pick up your slack? What like work-life balance is so important. But I basically on a monthly basis, at least look at all the things that I'm doing. And I say, what things am I doing that I should not be doing? that are not actually for me to be doing. They're not my zone of genius. So if you haven't read the book, The Big Leap, read it because it's all about zone of genius, zones of excellence, zones of competence. So a lot of times I look at my list, I'm like zone of excellence, zone of competence, zone of excellence, zone of competence. Why am I saying, why am I doing things that are taking me away from doing my zone of genius? The reason why is because my zone of genius is so specific. I can't put it into words and I feel guilty when I'm not doing <laughs> more things and I feel guilty that I'm delegating out. Like I feel like this white privileged girl 
who is just like, oh, everyone serve my visions. And I've had to literally take that out and been like, this is our vision. We all have soul contracts to the vision of peace on planet earth. And we know that these things are a part of it. So I've just, yeah, like I'm literally like, I notice my week and I'm like, have I been intimate with my partner? Have I stopped and been with him? Have I made time for him and for us and for us to actually connect intimately, even in a physical way and gone slow with that and let myself be sensual, let myself dance, let myself be in my feminine. Have I done that? If I haven't, it's probably because I didn't ask for help enough. It's probably because I put a bunch of pressure on myself to get everything done, finish my tasks and make meals and all of that. So I'm just, I just own it. Some months I'm like, I really need a cleaner to clean every other week. Or some months I'm like, I can't do the grocery shopping. Like I need help with that. Um, and I just own that. And then other months I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to actually lean into domestic life this month because because that's like nurturing for my feminine self. And I just want to slow down from all the technology and all the exposure to EMFs and all that stuff that stimulates my nervous system. I just want to appreciate the simple life. And then I like tell my cleaner, don't come this month. And you know, like all these little things, like I'm just, and I let myself be fluid and I let myself not be perfect. And I let myself break down when I'm overwhelmed. And, um, my, my partner, um, he knows like I'm a very extreme person. <laughs> like I'm even, I'm always every week, like, Oh my God, I'm doing too much. And then I strip everything away and I'll just like hire a new person. And it's just, I just let myself be supported. Essentially. I love that. No, thank you for sharing that. And I love how your self care is so fluid and it is like, I think really checking in on yourself and it's like, what do, what do I need now? Cause we are, yeah. evolving human beings. So what we needed last month, we might not need this month. Um, So the last question we always ask our guests, and you kind of answered it in your last question. So um, you can add on to it or um, go with that. But we always ask if our guests have a book that has been particularly inspirational to them along their journey. Um, It can be on any topic, on anything, um, just something that's inspired you. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, initially the book was Spirit Junkie by Gabrielle Bernstein, and I don't follow her a lot anymore, but just that question of tuning into like spirit guide me, that was really helpful for me. So that was huge. Um, I love the big leap, as I mentioned, because it gives you radical permission to slow down and to really not feel guilty for doing things that aren't your genius. Um, And then I'll just say my most recent favorite book is like Medical Medium, his first book. I'm just obsessed with fruit and like obsessed with it so much. So that's where I'm at. Thank you so much. And then if anyone wants to find you, follow you, uh, check out your products, where can they? For Delighted By, you can go to Instagram, Delighted By Desserts, and you can just Google it for the website. Um, But you can find it. Uh, our products like on our the store locator so look up your zip code and for cacao we sell everything online so you can follow us on instagram i don't have a personal instagram account but i use cacao as an extension of me and my partner and i speak a lot on there and like heart-centered business sacred sexuality um and anything that has to do with the heart and spirituality so that's cacao drinking chocolate k-a-k-a-o 
That's it. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.